You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 787 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. It is Tuesday evening into Wednesday morning. And I'm joined later on in the podcast by good friend of the program, Demetrius Bell of Forbes, Talking Chop and the City of Atlanta. He is a legitimate Jersey expert slash connoisseur in the way that I am not. We'll be talking about the Hawks sort of unveiling, I would say, on Tuesday of their new uniforms. We'll spend most of the show on that and what transpired there, all the details, etc., But before we get to that, I want to remind you, we had a a big two-part free agent primer talking about the NBA bubble um, earlier this week on the podcast feed. So if you missed that, go back and listen to it. I enjoy talking about that, and we'll obviously dive more into free agency as things get ramped up in Orlando and beyond. Also, one quick thing, I am still not on Twitter on my normal account. My BT Roland account has been locked for almost a week now. It's driving me crazy. I don't have my notifications or my... Uh, sort of curation, all that stuff. So uh, forgive me if I've not gotten back to you on on there. I have not had a chance to get on, on that account for almost a week now. So uh, hopefully that will get fixed in the near future. But in the meantime, uh, I can be reached at Locked On Hawks or at Peachtree Hoops on Twitter. But there was one bit of news that was not uniform related on Tuesday, and that was the fact that Sham Sarania of the Athletic reported the NBA draft lottery for 2020 will be moving from August 25th to August 20th. That 25th date was announced by the league when the bubble format was approved back in early June. Since then, the draft itself also moved one day from October 15th to October 16th. But the lottery is going to be even sooner. That's obviously a good thing for people like me. They're starved for content right now. And the uh, never-ending cycle of this this whole draft and the hiatus, all that stuff, uh, will be getting a little bit shorter. That's nice. Obviously, the impact of that is not huge in terms of just anything except for the time frame. No preparations, no odds changes, just the same and uh, five days earlier. Not not a bad thing still for the hiatus, and uh, that will be interesting. We'll obviously talk about that more, but we're less than a month away now from the lottery, which is a nice little takeaway after that move. Okay, the big news of the day, though, of course... Um, we'll talk about with Demetrius momentarily, but before we get to him, some just some nuts and bolts and some information that I wanted to pass along that I wanted to make sure you guys got from this. I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably saw the jersey unveiling in some form or fashion, a photo on social media, etc. But the Hawks unveiled three different colorways slash uniforms, and they're changing the look for sort of an official way for the first time in five years. The last launch was in 2015, and uh, this is the sixth time since 1992, they've changed their uniforms. Um, originally, this leaked on Friday. At least one of the colorways, on the black uniforms, leaked on Friday, which we discussed earlier in the week. And uh, they then unveiled sort of a full-scale uniform announcement rollout on Tuesday morning, which the Hawks announced and then put on social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There were uh, images and stories and all that kind of stuff. The Hawks say that the new uniforms, of which there are three colorways again, are inspired by the franchise's, quote, signature colors and marks, end quote dating back to 1968, so 50-plus 50, 50 years now. Um, by the way, they're already widely available to be pre-ordered, so people I'm sure have seen that. There was some modeling done by Trey Young, John Collins, Kevin Herter, and DeAndre Hunter, but the particulars are as such. Um, the team officially added Infinity Black and Legacy Yellow as primary colors to their palette. 
that goes along with Torch Red, which is the same color they already had. And uh, to a lesser extent, there's still Granite Gray, according to what the Hawks were putting out there, which is their sort of dark gray color that they've been using in the recent past. In a statement, the Hawks said that the Torch Red, quote, symbolizes the heart of our unending quest for excellence, our red-hot spirit and fiery passion for the game, end quote. Um, as for the Infinity Black, the Hawks say that that, that quote, affirms the Hawks' bold and relentless pursuit of a championship fueled by the support of unwavering fans, end quote. And the Legacy Yellow is, quote, an homage to the golden era of Hawks basketball, end quote. As Chris Crusher of The Athletic noted last week, the black colorway that leaked is the Statement Edition jerseys, and the Hawks actually sort of broke some news league-wide with that announcement because um, Jordan Brand is not going to be, the sta- on every single Statement jersey, is going to be the Jordan Brand logo across the league. The Hawks were the first, I think, to my knowledge, to announce that. And that uniform also has Hawks on the front, which we'll talk about with Demetrius later on. The other two have Atlanta on the front. The Association jersey and the Icon jersey are the two, the the, the other ones that they're talking about, the red and the white. Those are uh, technically the primary jerseys. There's Atlanta on the front of those, the traditional Nike swoosh on those to go along with the Share Care patch for the Hawks jersey sponsorship. Also, just as a point of clarification, the Association is the white jersey, the Icon is the red jersey. On the shorts, there's also a, a secondary word mark, is what the Hawks are saying, of Hawks spelled out on the waistband. The jerseys also have new fonts across the board, which is a total overhaul for the Hawks there. They've also got got rid of the club references to the Atlanta Hawks basketball club. It's just Atlanta Hawks basketball now, and there are two secondary logos. Again, this is not the greatest medium in the world to talk about this, but um, you can find the pictures, I'm sure. That's sort of the nuts and bolts of this. I would say overall, the reviews are extremely positive. Like I said on Monday's podcast about the leak, I'm not an expert about this, but I do like these. I have to offer my opinion. I do like them. They're pretty simple in a good way, I think, and I enjoy, I enjoy the color scheme. No real pushback for me at all. And ultimately, what the team likely cares about most here is that the fans like it, which they seem to, and they want to buy jerseys and merchandise, and they seem to want to do that too, so it's kind of a win for Atlanta. I think that goal was accomplished. I haven't seen much pushback really from anyone. I'm sure you can find a couple of outliers that don't like these, but they're simple, they're effective, and the Hawks generate some attention for themselves, even in the middle of the hiatus, so that's a whole win for the franchise. At any rate, we will have more on the jerseys momentarily with Demetrius, but before we get to that, a quick break, and then we'll come right back with Demetrius Bell. Demetrius, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I will say, as I said before I brought you in, I am not a jersey connoisseur, so I'm glad that an actual jersey-slash-uniform connoisseur is with me today, so thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for calling me the jersey expert. I mean, I really appreciate that. Listen, uh, it's not my strength, but I know you have, you've waded into this space plenty, both with Atlanta teams and non-Atlanta teams. You've done work uh, sort of about this kind of stuff, and I know uh, I should plug right away your uh, the piece that you wrote about the Hawks uniforms over at Forbes, so ch- go check that out. I'm sure uh, I've retweeted it from my non-existent Twitter account at this point in time. I'm still locked out, but people should go find your work on there. But um, sort of broadly speaking, I won't ask you to spoil what you wrote, but what did you take away from the Hawks uniforms? Because it seems like, to me anyway, the reception's been almost universally positive. Well, yeah, it's been hugely positive, and that's mostly because of the fact that they just returned back to the classic color scheme of red, black, and yellow. Because uh, it's actually been a very long time since they've had that color scheme. Because, you know, they had, the, like, the, uh, it was just about red, black, and yellow, if you squint it. Because, <laughs> like... It was red, black, it was red, actually gray, and bolt green. And then they had the red, white, and blue set because everybody had a red, white, and blue set during that era of basketball. 
And before then, that was the last time that they had the uh, red, black, and yellow, which was, I think, the last season they had it was, I think, 2006, 2007. And then 2007, 2008, it went to red, black, and blue. So it's been a while since we've seen the Hawks in what are considered to be their true colors. So I think that was a main reason why this was really well received just from that alone. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that's been a lot of the reaction. I think the two things that I heard the most, and you can tell me if you heard the same or if you had the same opinion about the old ones, was that people sort of turned on the Volt green color, the neon Volt color, and they also hated, hated the triangles. Now, before I let you answer that, I will say this. When, the, when they rolled out the jerseys five years ago, uh, the reception was not as positive as it was today. I will definitely say that. But I think there's been a little bit of revisionism. I don't think everybody hated the triangles and the vault. Maybe people were trying to be positive. But um, in my recollection as someone who covered that and was at the unveiling all that stuff, I think it was a, at least a little bit more popular five years ago than it ended up being. But by, by the end, people were kind of done with all that. Yeah, I think, like, when they unveiled that uniform, it was a little bit of, like, the design was supposed to be, like, in the moment. Yep. Because, you know, stuff like those type of modern designs, those were, like, cool back when they unveiled them back in, like, 2014, 2015. And so, and I think the prediction I remember making was that, like, there was going to be, like, a huge age divide as to whether or not you like those uniforms. So, like, if you were above the age of 30, you probably hated them. And if you're under 30, you probably thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. So, like, I think, like, the best way to describe it would be, like, a probably a mixed reaction to yeah. what the uniforms were like. So, like, there were some people who loved them and some people who hated them. And then there were some people like me who, like, I didn't really, you know, come around to the uniforms until, like, really late in the cycle. Like, I, like just from a fan perspective, I didn't really get a uniform until last season. So, like... It, if you didn't like them and it either took you a very long time to come around to them or you just didn't and you just hated them all the way through. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I'll ask this. What 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 do, you, what do you think is the reason or the, one of the reasons at least why people like these? I know you mentioned the color scheme. I definitely agree with that. But is it is it a design thing? Is obviously these are pretty simple, I think, from my untrained eye. They seem pretty straight ahead, which isn't a bad thing. But um, I guess that's sort of the contrast with the old ones. Um, and I say old as in the previous ones, because the previous ones were that modern archetype, and they were even. I went back and uh, sort of found some of the quotes, some of the audio when they released those jerseys five years ago, and it was a lot of talk about being modern and being innovative and all this stuff. And I think people, um, whether they wanted to do this consciously or not, kind of wanted to go back to a simple thing. I think the Hawks played that very well in my mind to go back to a pretty simple straight ahead design. But um, is that something that you think is the, one of the reasons why this actually worked or was it just the colors or what do you think was the takeaway in terms of why they went this way and why it ends up working? Oh, absolutely. It was the, uh, also the striking pattern was very simple and the very vintage feel of the uniform was what really helped to boost it. And because, like, you look at, like, you know, the most popular uniforms, like, even though they, they associate with wing, because they are the most winningest franchises in the NBA with, like, the Lakers and the Celtics. Yep. Like, those are, like, two, considered to be two of the best uniforms in the NBA. And, like, those uniforms, like, there's, like, nothing really fancy about them. It's just, you know, they have a cool color scheme, and then they have a nice little uh, a word mark at the uh, on the chest, and the number font is, looks good, and that's their look. And, like, it works for them. Like, they don't have to, like, really 
reinvent the wheel or anything like that. They just, it's, it's very simple. And, you know, and it turns out that, like, vintage looks are, like, coming back into style lately because, like, there's been, like, a huge movement. I don't know if you noticed. We, like, you know, sports teams who are going back to throwback looks. Yep. And I think, like, the prime example would be, like, you know, I know we're going to talk about it later, but, like, baseball is where um, you see teams who are going, like, for instance, the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, they've recently revealed, like, a new uniform that, or they had the uniform last year where they're wearing, like, powder blue as a Saturday alternate on the road. And I think the Blue Jays are doing the same as well. They have a new uniform, and the Rangers as well, who are going to have, like, a powder blue uniform. And, you know, like, that's just people saying that, oh, wow, like, remember when those, uh, remember when the AL teams used to wear uh, powder blue uniforms on the road? That was cool. (laughs) Let's bring it back. Yep. So they're bringing it back. So everything's, like, they say, like, fashion is always a cycle. And so we're coming back into the cycle where, you know, old stuff from the 80s and the 90s is coming back into style. And the Hawks did this a little bit, too. I think it was pretty obvious to anyone paying attention that the Hawks kind of got away from their primary jerseys last year as much as possible. The last couple of years, yeah. I would say. Um, they still wore them because they had to, um, but they went to a lot of throwbacks um, when they had the anniversary season. And even the Peachtree jerseys, which were very popular, were much more simple and much more traditional looking. Obviously, they had Peachtree on them, but they weren't um, the same design. They weren't the same kind of uh, modern innovative look so it's, it seemed like they were going to go that way the whole time and then the league hits on Friday and um, from there it, be, it sort of became academic and I think pretty much everyone said that it looks like college parks jerseys and I tend to agree with that but um, it seems like this was going to be what they were going to do all along so to your point about going simple and that's kind of being the trend now the Hawks uh, read the room on that one it feels like yeah yeah they do and there's something wrong with that by the way it's like it's kind of it's kind of probably what you should do is to oh, yeah. adapt to what the demand looks like i mean you're you're a hawks fan like what do you think as a fan when you see a jersey like this is it just like are you ready to go out and buy one like i, I saw a lot of fan reactions people that i trust like the good friend of the program tower jones was talking about buying all three like wow. fans seem to be pretty fired up to buy these like obviously i'm not the target audience as someone who's trying to not be a fan and all that stuff but i mean you're a hawks fan is that was that your reaction like i gotta have one of these oh yeah like as a fan when i first saw like i literally jumped for joy i was so happy because <laughs> like Again, like I said, it took me so long to just, like, come around to, like, the the previous uniform set. And these, it was, like, love at first sight. I was like, yes, this is perfect. Like, they did everything that I would have probably asked them to do. I think, like, the only thing that I would have changed, and, like, this is very nitpicky, is that yep. I would have put Hawks on the white jersey and just put, you know, Atlanta, kept Atlanta on the red jersey and Hawks on the black jersey as well. But that's just, like, you know, traditional, traditional right. uh, uniform culture where you put the uh, team name at home. And the city name on the road, but that's just me. The point, everything else is is just perfect. (laughs) And I do think, like, in the NBA, especially pretty recently, this trend has happened even more where you see a lot more road teams wearing white. So, like, the the firmness of that designation of, like, home versus road is almost out the window at this point. I think you still see more uh, home whites and stuff like that around the league, but... um, there's a reason why they don't refer to them as home and road jerseys anymore. It's yeah. icon and association or whatever you want to say that is. And that's because there's a lot more mismatching than there used to be, which I think is probably why they're trying to get away with not having Atlanta in the traditional road uniforms. I'm just guessing now, but that makes some sense to me. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. I think you're on the right path with that. Especially um, because uh, they're like, I know for a fact that the Bulls, like, they regularly wear their red uniforms at home now. Yep. And so... Like, it, it really, for them, like, you know, it wouldn't make sense for them to have, like, Chicago on their home red, on their home reds, as they call them, because 
they wear them at home. You don't need to know what city that you're playing with if you're a fan of the team and you're from there. Right. But, that, know, that, that makes sense. I mean, thing. yeah, and I'm with you that actually does make – I hadn't thought about that. That actually uh, – I think I agree with you actually now that you say that. But not a not a glaring thing necessarily. I was going to ask you oh, no. what is uh, – before I get you, before I get your thoughts on your, on your favorite of the three, um, do you like any of the design stuff specifically? I know there was some talk about like the waistline and how there was that alternate logo there, sort of the way the shorts fall. Like, did anything pop out to you other than just the overall look that you liked? Uh, I did like the, uh, the the drop shadow on the numbers, like it was real nice, and that was actually like a reference to some old uniforms that the Hawks have been wearing from the sixties. Back when their color scheme was actually like powder blue and red and blue, and like just seeing like a drop shell on a basketball uniform is is fantastic. And so like that was just like the icing on the cake for me. Yeah, I uh, I like a lot of. It's hard for me because I'm not just immersed in this world. I just feel like there's not a whole lot that I didn't like from these. So it's uh, hard to find one or two things. But that's I think I'm with you on on that. Um, before I. The one thing I went, uh, this didn't get a whole lot of attention. I did mention it earlier before I brought you in, but they also got rid of the basketball club reference. There's no more club reference yeah, anywhere on their logo stuff. Do you do you have an opinion on like on the logo situation? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed that they went through the uh, effort to actually change the logo after they switched the font up. But other than that, like you know, I guess it's just you know it's just a little thing. Like <laughs> people noticed it. Yeah. And that's all. I mean, I, I don't think it really matters. I, it was kind of interesting to me, though, that they made a kind of a big deal about it when they went to that, and yeah. then didn't and, and then didn't announce anything when the, when they changed it. Like they just kind of snuck it in there. Um, and I don't really care that much. But uh, that's one of those things where they were trying to be modern. I think the last time around and like kind of go to that um, model that a lot of you know non NBA like you know international teams kind of use with, with the club moniker. And now they kind of quietly backed away from it. So yeah. it was notable. I, I wasn't going to go for it unless they just went full-on, like, soccer mode and went, like, oh, we're at Atlanta Hawks BC. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, I, w- I wonder if someone will try that in the in the near future, but not happening yet. Um, okay, w- which one's your favorite? I have to pin you down now on your on the three. Which one was your favorite? Uh, probably the red one, because the red one was my favorite on the previous set, and, like, this is a clear upgrade in every facet, and I still love the red uniforms, so, yeah, that's my favorite one. But I will say, like, I do like the... Uh, the black one, just because of the fact that it has like a, a really distinct yellow stripe going down the side of the uniforms. Yeah, I really like that. I think I lean to the black one both for that. I, I like the I like the Jordan uh, symbol, which is uh, by the way going to be a league wide thing um, on the statement jerseys. But yeah, I, I think there's not one that's like clearly better than the others. I feel like hardly anyone hardly anyone is ever going to pick the white jersey. That's just kind of the the one that you have yeah. to have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're all nice. I think. Uh, before I ask you a Braves question and get you out of here, um, any any thoughts on the on the Hawks? I mean, I, this is this is your platform. If you want to fire away, like, are you excited about the team? Like, aside, aside from the jerseys, like, you're you're a Hawks fan. How how are we feeling right now? Yeah, it's been funny. Like the past couple of years, like I just you know, like my expectations have been kind of on the floor because like I understand what the deal is. Like they're not really you know in a position to really be competing and trying to make the playoffs. So as a result, like, you know, I've just been going to games and just having a wonderful time just watching the entertainment because, like, it, it's really fun watching Trey Young and John Collins, just watching them just go up and down the court. And especially Trey Young when he's just, like, bombing threes from left and right. It's absolutely absurd. And I've never experienced that as a Hawks fan where, like, we have, like, a 
one clear superstar on the team. And so it's just a, it's just a really foreign experience, and I'm just waiting for them to get good because once they get good, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's the atmosphere's been good, the arena and all that stuff. That they've they've done a good job, and now they just got to win. And I think there is buzz in a way there hasn't been for a while, which is nice. And it's just they got to win now, and everyone knows that. But we'll see if they are able to do it <laughs> in the near future. Um, okay, well, you and I cover the Braves together. So, and the Braves open this week. So before I let you get out of here, I have to ask you for a Braves prediction. I normally don't do that on on my Hawks podcast, but because you're here and uh, of of the timing, it's appropriate. Um, I will say this. My my pick was for the Braves to win the division very, very narrowly with a 34 and 26 record. So that's why I'm on the record. That's what I wrote in our Talking Chop roundtable. So now I'm sort of uh, married to that prediction as much as I possibly can be at at this point in time. How are you feeling about the Braves? And, uh... I offer your prediction as the, sort of on the eve of the season here. Well, like, it's funny, like, if it was a normal season, I'd feel wonderful. Like, I'd be like, yeah, we can probably just, uh, the Braves can easily, like, defend the divisional title, or at least be in the conversation for it. But, like, now I'm just like, all it takes is just, like, one, doesn't matter who it is, if they get hot, then they're going to be in the conversation when October rolls around. If they get hot for an extended period of time at that. And so, in the uh, prediction thread, like, I... I still didn't pick a number, like, cause I was just, I just figured it was just way too precarious to pick an exact number. So I was floating between 34 wins and 37 wins, but I think I'll just, you know, pick a nice little number between there and go with 35 wins. And again, that'll probably be good enough to like be at the top of the division. And it's gonna be tough, but they're ready for it. I think they, they got like the a good enough roster to deal with it. I just gotta hope that everything goes well, and especially in this period. Yeah, I feel like, without going too deep into this, it's just so hard because no, we've never seen a season like this before. Like everyone yeah. knows that, but it's just worth saying again. Like a sixty-game baseball season could just be anything. I mean, not within reason, I guess. No one's picking the Marlins or the Orioles to win the World Series, but other than that, like I believe just about anything. So the numbers still matter, but it's I, thinking the Braves are the best team in the division, which I actually do think, does not make me want to like go run and bet on the Braves to win the division because it's just there's just so much uncertainty on this kind of small sample size baseball is a sample size sport and this is not sample size and it's just wild to me yeah it's just just like when you can this season like they have like it just it leaves it leaves open space for like basically anything to happen except for like you said like the Marlins or the Orioles is like breaking through and winning the World Series like (laughs) that's never happening (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is that's so crazy is that I think there actually is a decent chance that one of these teams that we all agree is bad makes the playoffs. Now, they they probably won't win the World Series because then you got to start beating teams that are really good. And I know it's in series, but I'm open to the fact that some bad team might just get hot, and that's what happens when bad teams get hot. Like, they do it at the right time. They can stick into the playoffs as a wild card or whatever, but uh, hopefully uh, they'll get bounced and the real teams will actually win. We'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. <laughs> thanks so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Please uh, plug anything you got going on. I, I know I talked about your piece before about the Hawks uniforms on fours, but please plug that and whatever, anything else to tell people where they can find your stuff, man. All right. Well, uh, I guess the best place to like find all my stuff would be on twitter.com slash Fergo, F-E-R-G-O-E. And in my bio, I have a link to like all the websites that I'm writing for. Currently, it's around like four, which is Baseball Prospectus, Talking Chop, 
Dirty South Soccer for Atlanta United and Forward Sports, which is where my latest article went up. And uh, there should be a link to it on the page. And if not, then I'll probably just make it easy for y'all and pin it for this night only. You're a busy man. Uh, I I try to read everything you put up everywhere, but uh, I really appreciate your work. appreciate you coming on, and uh, people should be following you, so hopefully they'll do that if they're not already doing that. And uh, thanks again, man. I really, I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. As for everybody else, please subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you later on in the week.